Blog Talk Radio. have reached your destination, and it is the business of Monday Money Talk. But we set it off on Mondays. You know how we do it all through the week at any given time. You get us live, the podcast, and on demand. So let's get right to this. Uh, I want to engage you especially clergy, we've been doing this, get on the phones with your, you know, your, your folks and uh, especially those in leadership and your associates around the nation. Listen, this information is going to increase you. You're not left alone. You're not stuck. And so we want you to know that. So we're bringing you, I'm telling you, guns loaded. We're leaving not one stone unturned to bring you the information, the insight that you need. And some would say, but, you know, how, how is this money thing impacting us? Because, you know what, we don't really want to talk that much about it because already, you know, there are those, the naysayers that say we are profiteering, uh, P-R-O, F-I-T, uh, and, and, and so much wrong and so much more. But you know what? It's because of wrong information. And so that's why we're here in place, and we're expanding this platform to make sure that there's clarity. And so we have the powerhouse couple themselves, Ben and Jewel, Tanker. So we're going to introduce them in just a moment. Let me go right to uh, Dr. Lois Foreman, Jr. I'm opening his mic so that he can go ahead and uh, set the tone for what is the business of Monday Money Talk and the Black Money Team. Grace and peace. Thank you, sir. Go ahead. Grace and peace. Grace and peace, Apostle. Grace and peace to our guests this morning and to our listening audience. Uh, as Apostle always says, you have reached your destination. This is the business of Monday Money Talk. We are your black money team that is to help you keep your money in the black and black community to make sure your money stays on track. We are certainly here today to bless you um, beyond your wildest imagination and to help you to really get a hold of this conversation. We're bringing you conversations all throughout the year that are relevant to you. We dealt with designated dollars and their impact or not for our community. And this month we are dealing with the subject of business, the real deal, and the obvious things that we sometimes don't know. So our power couple today will take you behind the scenes, give you some tools, give you some nuggets, and make sure that you know what you need to know to go to your destiny and your destination uh, in the Lord and also economically. I love the way you said that. Listen, <laughs> I love the way you said that in the Lord. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right, let's do this. We're going to go directly to uh, another one of our Black Money team commentators and uh, co-host, Michael Lopez. Mr. Michael Lopez, the businessman, inventor, and entrepreneur. Your mic is open. Peace and greetings. Good morning to all. 
as usual. I'm happy to be here, happy to be more active, happy to be making progress on all accounts. Thank you all for waking up with us, tuning in, calling in. It's a beautiful day. No matter how much it rains, no matter how cloudy it is, you should be the sun that's shining. That is a true entrepreneur. So let's get to it, y'all. Good day and good morning. Let's listen in and find out what we don't know, expound on what we know, all together move forward making progress. Thank you all. Good all morning. right. All right. Now, listen, uh, our uh, third voice on at the table is Miss Lydia Iniosa, and uh, she's not in place yet unless uh, I'm looking at a different telephone number ending, but uh, uh, we'll get a handle on that in just a moment. But, you know, I don't want to delay this any further, but uh, Lydia is the Executive Director of Cultural Connections, and so when she chimes in, uh, you'll get that. She would say it this way. Monday is her favorite day of the week. And she would say it this way. (laughs) Have your pen and pencil. You don't want to miss this. You want to make notes. You will never be the same. So gotcha, Lydia. All right. All right, here we go. We're going to now introduce to you uh, this power couple. And uh, I'm going to, uh, as a matter of fact, this is how hard they play ball, uh, but they stay connected. They are in two different locations. And so uh, let's just go ahead and do this. I'm going to open up the mic of, uh, and I know she won't mind at all with the drum roll, her king, Ben Tankard, and let him go ahead and greet everyone. Good morning, Money Team. I got. I am so honored to be with you guys today. It's always good to have breakfast with a bunch of other millionaires. So thank you guys for having us <laughs> on this morning. My gorgeous wife, she's at the mansion uh, working out. Uh, she's probably got four or five lines going, doing her business. I'm over at the airport today. Uh, I I am a pilot and I own several aircraft. So today is my day for supervising maintenance on the airplane so that we can make sure they're doing what they need to do to get us back and forth. And we also rent them when we're not using them as another uh, stream of income. I'm from the school of uh, we should be more than a one-trick pony. What I mean by that, Mm. I believe everyone has specific uh, the gift that he's given you, but out of that um, river, uh, should be several streams. You know, a pond uh, can get stinky because there's no nothing running in and out of it. A pond is separated and isolated, and once something dies in that pond, it can stink for a while because there's nothing flushing it through. But a river has many, many streams, and it's constantly fresh because uh, there are different streams going in and out. I believe that all of us should have uh, that river, that one thing we're known for, me, it's music, but there are other streams that flow um, out of me, you know, ministry, pastoring a church, being a reality TV dad, being a pilot, being a motivational speaker for the NBA. I subscribe to the multi-stream mentality. Look at it. Even Jesus had 12 disciples because he knew you know, one of them was going to go south. So even if uh, the the one, you know, Judas went south, he was able to scrape by and get the word written uh, with the other 11 disciples. If you've got 12 streams of income, even if one is a Judas and goes south one month, you can scrap by on the other 11 and still accomplish what you need to accomplish. Look at David. David uh, picked up five stones instead of one. I believe it's a principle, a prophetic principle, a symbolic that says even when God is on your side, it's possible for you to miss the mark. So, you know, he had more than one rock, so in case he missed the first time, he could try again. So I'm glad to be with you guys, you multi-streamers this morning. Congratulations for sharing this information with other people who are listening. Let me say it this way again. Uh, Thank you. What can I say? We're going to dig deep, and we're going to glean from this. And, King, let me tell you, it just hit me. Our birthday, birthday, I didn't say year. It's a woman's privilege. 
<laughs> our birthday, mm-hmm. January 10th is the same. And so that's speaking a lot to me right now. Uh, you know what? I love the way you identified and gave us a new acronym, multi-streamist. I like that. So let's hold on to that. Now, let me do this. Let's go directly to your queen and uh, let's hear her. All right, everyone, we've got their attention. All right, Queen Jewel, go for it and we'll get right into the meat of this. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Can you hear me okay? Yes, we can. Unless someone else is getting a loop, they'll let me know. Go ahead. Okay, great, great. Thank you so much for having me just, on. Just a little more volume, Queen, if you want okay. to see. <clears throat> okay, is that any better at all? Yes. yes. Okay, great. So good morning, Apostle, and to the money team. Thank you all so much for having us on this morning. Um, yeah, we're excited. We love Mondays. We love every day. <laughs> every day uh, is a winning day for us. But, yeah, we're just excited that, you know, you um, invited us on and have welcomed us to this amazing platform because I think that we definitely need to have these kinds of masterminding discussions, these financial discussions, because we live in a new world. And the reality is is that if you're still dealing in the old rules of money, it can really hurt you. It can keep you lower class or middle class. And it is important for us to understand what the new rules of money are and how we can begin to implement them. You know, a lot of times people think that to become wealthy, they have to start with a large initial capital investment. But you really don't. You can start with $50, $100. The key is to start. Um, and renegotiate how you're paying your bills so that every single, out of every single paycheck, you're able to pay yourself. And eventually we like for people not to just live by earned income, but eventually get them over to passive income where they literally have cash flow going every day. So love this platform. And, and again, thank you for having Ben and I on. All right, we're going to, uh, let's everyone, you know, just give them love and a round of applause, and we'll go right to Dr. Foreman and uh, pull out your best, your question that you've got. But thank you. Let's give them a hand, everyone. All right, Dr. Foreman, go for it. <laughs> okay. Uh, good morning, everyone. Again, this is Dr. Foreman, Senior Pastor in the Division Faith Center. Uh, St. Paul, uh, also the Executive Director of Division Development Corporation and also the uh, Dean of the upcoming Joseph Business School of Minnesota. And so um, as our King, King Ben stated this morning, and before I get too much into it, i got to recognize Lydia is also here, Apostle. So before I give my question, um, I just want to you know, acknowledge the King for, for his lots of into discussion on the multi-streaming and we're going to tap that root today a little bit. So before I get into my question and his answer, Lydia, are you still with us? Are you back with us this morning? All right. What, uh, ask Lydia what are the last four digits of her number. Uh, let's see. All right, we don't want to slow this place down. I yeah, will yeah, handle. Yeah, yeah. So, so, okay, yeah. We'll, I will handle that, that on the you. side. So, go ahead. Yeah, um, there we go. Okay, okay. So, you know, can you kind of launch us into a reality that you've been able to to tap into and, and to live? Um, how do I start that? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm called to sing or dance. I'm called to preach. I've got this um, desire in my heart to write. How how or I'm, I'm a writer. I'm an artist. I'm doing some things, maybe behind the scenes. I'm kind of recognizing my gifting, my talent, my call. How do I take that and actually begin to launch into um, the multiple streams of income and really begin to uh, let God, if you will, expand my territory so that I can really um, maximize be all that I can be and really receive that um, what I'm going to call supernatural abundance in my life through being a multiple streamer or a multi-streamer. 
Okay. Uh, uh, you were fading out a little bit, but I believe your question was, where do you start? You have some creative gifts, and you want to be able to do those things that bring joy to your heart and some food to your table, but you want to know what the starting point is. I believe that's what your question is. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, well, I, I, I believe that you should start um, with the low-hanging fruit. Many times we climb to the top of the tree to get the fruit where there's something right in front of us. And what is right in front of us may not necessarily be what is our favorite fruit. Um, of course, I was raised very poor in poverty, and I was a basketball player and a musician as a kid, went to school on a basketball scholarship, left um, school after one year to go pro. So for me, the low-hanging fruit seemed like it was going to be pro basketball. But I got injured and cut my first year when I was with the Portland Trailblazers. So I went to church. God saved me. Uh, I discovered this uh, amazing gift to play piano in a jazz style in church. Uh, And I'm trying to figure out how to make a living doing this because I love it. But at the time, nobody cared about gospel and jazz being merged as one art form. The gospel folks said it was too Mm -hmm. jazzy, and the jazz folks said it was too gospel. You know, and so here I am with this major, major passion. But how many know on this line, sometimes your passion don't feed you, (laughs) you know. So here I am trying to figure out how to make a living with what I love, but it wasn't matching up. Uh, My gift didn't get the memo that it was supposed to feed me yet. So I had to take a job uh, doing other things to keep food on the table while I'm waiting on this big break in music. And that, for me, is funny to say, was being a dog catcher. I took a job as a dog catcher. Yes, Ben Tankett, world-renowned gospel jazz musician, former NBA uh, uh, reality TV star. Yes, he did used to be a dog catcher, a dog catcher with a jerry curl. Thank you very much. (laughs) And uh, I took this job as a dog catcher, uh, as a meantime, uh, just a meantime to, to keep food on the table. Uh, and here's, here's God's steps, the way God uh, designed the steps. Of course, I wanted to be a Grammy-nominated artist. And of course, I wanted to be on Bobby Jones. I wanted to be famous, but that wasn't happening. But what was happening is I had the opportunity to catch these dogs. So here I am with my animal control mm-hmm. uniform on, uh, catching dogs. And I go into a music store on my lunch break, and uh, sit down at the piano that they have out on demonstration and start playing the piano. Didn't have the money to buy it, mind you, but I'm in there just kind of fooling around and test driving these keyboards. And I sit down and begin to play, and customers begin to gather around the piano. And then one of the customers said to the store owner, hey, you know, I really like what the dog catcher is playing. I'd like to buy that piano. And this happened over and over. So the store owner said, hey, Ben, you know, every time you play, man, they buy, they buy a piano. So uh, uh, why don't you come in here and work for us as a, a keyboard demonstrator from 9 to 5 instead of catching dogs? Y'all, I called the dog pound and quit right then, and I became a keyboard demonstrator. So that was my next phase. I, I would like to say God gave me the gift right when I left the NBA and I went straight to the Grammy stage, but I went through the dog catcher stage first. Then now I'm working at a music store, 9 to 5, playing the keyboard to demonstrate it so people can buy the pianos. That was my first music break, and after that I was able to develop a home studio with my, home, with my discount uh, employee discount. Then I started recording. Then I discovered Yolanda Adams. Then I moved to Nashville. Now I got 15 gold and and, and six platinum records. But the, there was a dog catcher stage that was necessary. And oftentimes when people are creative, they want to jump over the dog catcher stage and go straight to uh, the, the concert stage. So my thing is to do what you can right now uh, that's low-hanging fruit. It might not have anything to do with the creative part that's in you, but do what you can that can bring money right now. Stack the cheddar and then circle back and go into the studio. Uh, amen, amen. I really love, uh, King, this is my first time interacting with you. I really love your your pragmatism as well as your uh, business acumen that is obviously there. And uh, really appreciate that again. You know, so many times we as entrepreneurs wrestle with keeping food on the table 
and we we don't you know as artists we don't want to compromise you know our gift what we're going to bring to the world as entrepreneurs as creators you know we don't want to um, you know jeopardize if you will or be unfaithful to the the call to business our idea our invention um, and we feel like we have to sacrifice. You know, that we can't have, that's why we have the term, I think, starving artists. We can't eat today because we got to make sure this thing comes in the earth. So thanks for, t- for touching on that and addressing that piece. Because, you know, as you build wealth, again, Queen Jewel, you touched upon this. It's getting started. It's getting started with something where you are. And so while honoring your gift, while honoring your talent, while honoring your call, your creativity, this idea that you have, that you're drawn to, um, you got to still be on that path to building wealth and stop having those streams we're talking about being interrupted because oftentimes we let the streams get interrupted. Uh, we're on the right path in terms of our ideas or where we're trying to get to but our economic wealth is not beginning to accumulate and stack and be uh, to, so that we can utilize it in some form to bring us to that next phase of wealth. You know, but let's do this. Let me say this very quickly. Uh, interesting enough that you kicked off this uh, agenda, this platform information with talking about the artist. Uh, ben, as a king, listen, you could not have done it more wisely simply because we do have artists that are chiming in. And so that was quite appropriate because we will deal with the business piece, et cetera. So there was a voice that was speaking up. And so, you know, Queen Jewel, whenever you want to chime in, please do so. And uh, so that everyone knows that it's you, both of you identify yourself and our commentators. All right. So there was a voice that was chiming in. Go ahead. Female. Thank you. This is Lydia Hinojosa with Cultural Connections, and you're absolutely right. By the way, both of you, our guests, were are absolutely spot on. And also, if I can add, and I'm sure, uh, uh, I'm sure, uh, Mr. Ben also uh, also does plenty of networking. But we can't, especially for someone who's just starting out, we cannot, we cannot emphasize enough the importance of networking because, like they say, you know, we need to dig our well before we're thirsty. Um, the, the fruits of networking do not necessarily come right away. As a matter of fact, on average, nothing happens for about a year. And then sooner or later, things start popping. And... Uh, Somebody had said, you know, just keep at it, keep at it, don't let go of it. You know you believe in, in it and keep it up even if you have to be doing other things in the meantime. A lady that I know has been for several years trying to open up a 24-hour daycare center, a daycare center slash community center. She knows that it's needed. She knows that it's going to help people in different occupations and different communities but she hasn't she hasn't been able to get it funded. The other day I was at a meeting, something about that came up. A lady looks at me, she says she says, been charged with with uh helping to organize a twenty four hour daycare center. Can you please put me in touch with your friend? So excellent. Now, Lydia, that's <laughs> I love those moments. That's that lemon to lemonade. So hold that thought. Those of you that are listening, you know it's applicable. The bottom line is it will and can happen. So stay the course so that all your ducks are in the row when it happens. All right, Lydia, stay. Uh, text me your uh, number so that I can recognize that. Let's go right to uh, the queen. Jewel, let's talk. I know that you have something to say in piggybacking off of uh, your husband, Ben Tankard. Go ahead. Your mic is open. With all your ideas, it's, all the ideas are amazing. 
Jewel, help us sure. out just a little bit uh, because we You're don't want to miss up. anything. I need you to come closer in some kind of way to um, your your mic on your, your on your phone, on your device. Is that any better? Hello? Yes, that's great. Okay, great. So, yeah, I mean, okay, great. So all of a person's ideas and visions and uh, dreams and aspirations I think are amazing. One of the main things that I try to get people to do is to tap into our global currency, tap into our global economy. Ms. Tankert, I'm sorry, you are so muffled. Hello? You are so muffled. I'm sorry. I don't know if it's on speaker, but it's very muffled. I'm sorry. I'm not sure why it's muffled up a Bluetooth or anything to my ears. So hopefully this is better. So what I was saying is that hopefully what I try to get people to do, rather they're, you know, having whatever dream they have or aspiration or idea that they have, is to make sure that while they're doing that, to go ahead and tap into cash flow, making cash flow every single day. Uh, because the reality is a person can have an amazing book idea. They can have an amazing daycare idea like you just stated. But most people have issues with funding, okay? And a lot of times if you write a book but you don't have a brand, it still doesn't go anywhere. So everything starts around making sure that you have proper cash flow. So one of the first things that I teach people is I teach people how to trade foreign currency. Uh, they're able to do everything from their phone. It's very, very innovative. And they literally, it puts them in a position to make money every single day. So we learn, we teach you how to trade the Great Britain pound, the Japanese yen. We teach you how to trade gold. We teach you how to trade the euro, AUD. Every, any two countries and their two currencies, we can teach you how to trade. And so that's what we do because what that does, first of all, is it puts you in a position to be able to have cash flow every day. We literally can take a person's account, whether they started at $100 or $500 or $5,000, and grow that money anywhere between 5 to 30% per month. And that's very, very important because, again, you want to put yourself in a position where you actually have cash flow. Now you can actually take that money and, you know, begin to bring to pass some of the ideas that you have. So I think that's the number one thing because it's like my honey said, sometimes your ideas and your dreams don't always feed you. So you have to make sure that you learn about currency, you learn about the global economy, and you don't act like you're just a citizen of a local economy when really we have access to a global economy. Then that way, as you begin to create this cash flow, you can take that cash flow and bring the past whatever dream or desire you have in your heart. All right. And uh, King Michael, go ahead. Do you have a, uh, a question or jump right in because we want to keep this focus on them and what they have for us. So go ahead with your question. You know, you know, I sure do. I sure do. For those of us, uh, uh, Mr. Tankard, for those of us who are making those moves and ready for the next thing and beginning to walk into the next blessing or phase of our success, can you please share insight on what that transition was like for you, and I say that comparatively to potentially the ideas that other people had for you versus the ideas you had for yourself. Um, and so as you came a part of your dream and your, you make those dreams reality, how did you combat maybe some of that, what is the word, um, disappointment that you faced through the lack of belief from people who you thought you could confide in? Oh, my goodness, that's such a powerful question uh, because oftentimes many people ask me if I could go back and do one thing differently. Uh, I get that question so much. If you can go back and do one thing differently that you've done in the last two decades, what would you do differently? And I always answer, I would not waste so much time discouraged. Discouragement is wasted time. I would not put so much stock into approval of other broke others. <laughs> um, you know, if somebody doesn't have a pot to pee in and windows to throw it out of, what do I care what they think? You know, um, and so if I could go back, I would, I would not put so much stock in to the advice of broke others. Um, um, so I think that's a very powerful question. 
I just wrote a book that I want you to get. It's called The Full Tank Life. The Full Tank Life. It's available everywhere. I'm on the same book publisher as Joe Osteen. We travel together, and uh, it's, it's published by Hachette Books. And one of the powerful things that I wrote in The Full Tank Life is the analogy that we all have faced. Everyone has been driving, and uh, the low fuel light came on. Now, when the low fuel light comes on, it doesn't matter what tax bracket you are in, your ride changes. You know, uh, there are three types of people. When that low fuel light comes on, uh, type A person speeds up because they think they can hurry up and get to their location without before they run out of gas. The, the type B person slows down because they think if they go slower, it will stretch the gas and make it last longer. I'm more a part of the, the C person, C character. I pull over and I get a full tank. <laughs> and that's why I wrote the book, The Full Tank Life, because in every area of your life, you need to have a full tank to, to be able to achieve your goals. And one of the things that we do is we allow other people to we give other people permission to fill our tank when we should be filling our tank ourselves. I studied um, and interviewed several millionaires before I wrote my book, and when I, I what I found out is that there are many successful people that accomplish more before eight or nine in the morning uh, than most people accomplish all day. So I got a section of my book called Self Aligned by Eight Fifty Nine. That basically means these are some things that you're going to do right now before 8.59 in the morning. That's going to jumpstart you no matter what your career aspirations are. This works for anybody in any career sector. First of all, you're not going to begin the day with social media or begin the day with your cell phone. That is the biggest distraction that we have. Um, the average person looks at their cell phone 17 to 25 times per hour. They have an app now that can actually count how many times you pick your cell phone up uh, within an hour. So you're not going to begin the day anymore with your cell phone. When you get up, you're going to pray first and praise God, the two Ps, pray and praise. Uh, then you're going to exercise and eat. Wealthy people want to be wealthy. People want to be here to experience their wealth. So wealthy people exercise, take a walk, uh, jog, you know, go to the gym. So you pray and praise, exercise, then and then eat. Then you're going to read and reflect. Read something, find something positive to read and reflect on it. And then lastly, you're going to dream and direct. What I mean by direct, look at yourself as a movie director for your life and dream beyond your means. You go into this quiet closet without your social media, without your devices, without your cell phone, without your TV, and spend 20 to 30 minutes a day with God before you get your day going. I promise he's going to download the steps. Because I could give you my ABC steps as to what to do next, but my ABC is totally different than your ABC because we have totally different environments, totally different dreams, totally different uh, resources. But if you go into that quiet place with God every day, he's going to have the assignment for you and the steps for you for that day. And uh, I call it revelation instead of information. Revelation is always far more powerful. I've never had a lesson to play piano, but I've got 15 gold and six platinum albums. That's not education. That's revelation. When Adam named the animals, he didn't go to the naming animal university. He was one with God, so God inspired him through revelation to name those animals. Just think about it. When he looks at it, when you look at an alligator, an alligator looked like it's supposed to be named the alligator. You've never looked at an alligator and said, "Here, kitty, 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 kitty." So he was anointed with revelation with God, and that's what God is going to do for you once you self-align by eight fifty-nine. Amen. Wow, thank All you right. so much. All right, um, let's let's get right to uh it, listen, let's get right to Queen Jewel Tankard and uh, the both of you. Now, just before we turn, uh if you are on the line and uh, you have a question, callers, callers that are calling in, we want to give you space, all right, because you took the time and this caught your attention. So if you have a question, what we need to have you do is press number one, 
You don't have to call back out. Just press number one. But even if you call, you know, drop off and call back in, press number one. And uh, you may not have any more questions uh, throughout the broadcast, but we don't want to miss you and allow you to miss your moment. Now, let's keep going. So from this perspective of clergy and commerce, I want to uh, give place to both Ben and Jewel Tankard, because as you've already heard, they are well invested and vested in their positions, clergy and commerce. Now, would you take a moment and speak to those of us who are in clergy and uh, how this can impact or, you know, what, what's, what's being missed or uh, we want to be fruitful in that area also. So let me take you all, our listeners, right to this portion with Ben and Jewel Tanker, Clergy and Commerce. Either one of you, uh, it doesn't matter who goes first, the power couple. Uh, let me say this real quick, and I'm going to kick it to Jewel. Um, uh, I, believe, uh, um, I believe that for clergy, the best thing you can do, first off, is to believe God to not have to live out of that offering bucket. And I know that's the elephant that's in the room that is screaming. But and I know we have I know we have our favorite scriptures from Malachi ten, three ten to own to to Galatians six and six, our favorite scriptures to get the people excited enough to drop into that bucket. But you know something, the the real deal is that as an apostle, as a prophet, as a teacher, as a leader, uh you know, compromise comes when you got that number one tither uh, that's dropping that money in that bucket, and you know, and you know they shacking, and uh, but you might not want to preach on shacking that week because your mortgage is due, and so there's a little co- bit of compromise. You might just go a little bit of gray on your rebuke if you know you're living off of what's going to go in that bucket. But if you have those other streams and then your church salary, if there is a church salary, it's just ice cream on top of the pound cake, then now you can do exactly and say exactly what God called you to do with no fear. So I say step number one is believe God to not have to depend just on that offering bucket. Go ahead, honey. No, you're absolutely right. I think, you know, when you look at a lot of, um, you know, pastors of the 21st century that are cutting edge, um, like, you know, some of the things that we're doing, you look at the dollars who are in film, you look at Jake's who's in film and music. So you see now all of a sudden these emerging examples where before it'd be like if a pastor did something outside of church pulpit, he would be looked down upon. Or, you know, a lot of times you'll talk to a pastor about business and they'll say, oh, no, 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 I'm in the ministry. I don't have time for that. And it's like, no, you can evolve and become all things to all men, especially if you have gifts and talents for these particular things. So I think that to to have a pastor who feels like he just has to stay in the pulpit, now if that's where his heart really is, that's fine. But if he feels like he's called to media or education or science or arts or media or, you know, any of those things, he or she should be able to do those things. Because for Ben and I, it's extremely fulfilling to have these multiple streams of business to make impact in areas in film and in TV and in, in economics. Like, it's extremely fulfilling to do those things. So I hope that, you know, pastors are open to it because I also think that, you know, like Ben just kind of said, you don't want to sit around. There's some things you just want to do for the ministry, and you don't want to wait necessarily for the building for fund or a tithe and offering. And not that the people should not participate in the advancement of the kingdom, because that's very scriptural that they do. But there are certain mornings I get up and I'm like, okay, I just want all the children to have brand new computers. I don't want to have to check the account. I don't want to do any of that. I just want to write the check. Let's go get them all new Apple computers or whatever I feel like needs to happen. Like just recently there was an upgrade that I felt like we really needed to do in our lighting system. We had some chandeliers when we first moved in, put in, and they were nice, but they're like old school now. You know what I mean? So it's like we need to get rid of those and we need recessed lighting. And so I just made a decision that that's what I wanted to do. So 
I just paid the electrician to do it, and I don't have to consider the ministry's budget. So what am I saying is that you want to give yourself options and not have to have everything that you get or everything that's done for the ministry to have to come through the traditional tithe and offering. And, again, like I said, it doesn't mean we don't put a demand on the people to give because they are to participate so that they can be blessed as well. But I really, really admonish and encourage pastors to, um, you know, and I think you're a lot more fulfilled. Ben and I very rarely get um, really hurt or offended by things that, you know, people do just because they're human beings. So you always have that room for error or betrayal or, you know, whatever issues come up in the ministry, I think that we're a lot more equipped emotionally and mentally and spiritually to handle those things. And a lot of those things that would traditionally maybe frustrate us, we just look at it as all a part of being in ministry, working with God's people. Wow. You guys are so – go ahead. Go ahead, Lydia. I want to just get right, keep this moving, but go ahead, Lydia. Okay, two things real quick. Um, number one, when Michael Lopez asked about um, people not giving us the emotional support mm-hmm. that that we like or would expect or are hoping for from those closest to us, uh, Mr. Tankard reminded me of a phrase my dad would always say, I don't care what other people think. They don't pay my rent. And that helps. That phrase is a big, big help. Uh, the other thing with what uh, Mrs. Tinkert was saying, um, she's absolutely right. I can't believe how many ministers or how many ministers are out there. They've got fish in a barrel. They could be doing so many things, and all they do is just get up there on Sundays, preach whatever they they do, and they think they're helping the community and help comes in a lot of other ways besides just hearing the word. Uh, Thank you, uh, Lydia. Helping somebody find a job, helping with homework, helping with activities for the kids, all that stuff is much more tangible. Thank you. All right. Let's do this. I'm going to pull out this big gun, and that is either one of our guests, Ben Tankard, Jewel Tankard, uh, our powerhouse couple dealing with clergy and commerce. We don't want to overlook how those two, and you've already started it, you've opened it up. And so nonprofit for profit. And those of you who are in business and have community organizations, listen to what you can glean from this piece, whether it is community organization nonprofit or business entrepreneur for profit, let's hear from the tankards. First first of all, I have a problem with the term nonprofit. Um I believe <laughs> that we should I, I believe that everything we do should be profitable to some degree, even if it's not financial. So we change the way we look at nonprofit. Um uh, we'd rather you say tax exempt. Uh, because if you say nonprofit, you really can't complain if you get what you say and you never have a profit. Because <laughs> that's what you've been calling it, nonprofit. So just call it tax exempt. That way you can still leave the doorways open for God to prosper you totally, but you just don't have to work, worry about the tax burden with that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I believe people don't do what you say necessarily, people do what you do. Uh, you can't tell your kids not to smoke and you're smoking in front of them. You can't tell your kids not to drink and you're drinking in front of them. But you can't take, tell your members to have businesses as a minister if you don't have a business. People do what you do. They don't necessarily do what you say. So it's easy to get up in the pulpit and say, oh, y'all need to be entrepreneurial. But are you showing them how to be entrepreneurial? You know, and I think sometimes people don't even get started because sometimes I call it faith crack. Faith crack is like a disease where sometimes your vision is so big that you never get started. Yeah, we're going to build this big old building. It's 
for $50 million. We believe in God. And you got 200 members and you're counting everything that moves. Can we believe God for something that's actually going to happen? You know, so break it off into smaller goals. Let people see you doing something entrepreneurial. Let's just not say, let's, you know, tell them to be entrepreneur and they're not, and you're not doing it. You could do something, even if it's having an orange stand, having a car wash, doing something. Let them see you bringing in the extra 200 to $2,000 a month and growing from that rather than just telling them to be the business people and bring the money back to the church. So I think we show them, not just tell them. People do what you do, not what you say. Honey? Yeah, no, that's really, really good. I think, um, you know, to have those examples, and I think I heard the pastor mention earlier he was doing the Joseph School of Business, um, you know, up in Minnesota, which I think is great because we have to make sure that, you know, we're actually giving them tools and um, holding their hand, you know, of course, let them see what you're doing, talk to them about your process, and then have those masterminding sessions. You know, I just kind of started with our intercessors yesterday. I said, I refuse to have broke intercessors. Like, there's no way that God has made me wealthy as an intercessor, and not every intercessor that I'm connected to on a consistent basis is not going to have that same wealth, because the reality is, is most professional CEOs, CFOs, CMOs, people in upper management have not been attracted to the prayer room because they have Jesus, but they haven't had a demonstration of wealth in their life. So I'm implementing in that, you know, in, in the prayer school where I'm teaching on the things of the spirit and the realm of the spirit, but I also talk to them about, you know, how Colgate in the 1970s when they first showed up, they only had two toothpastes. But over time, they now have 32 different toothpastes where they added different ingredients like tartar control, whitening, um, bubblegum flavor, and then they have they had to come off, you know, for children and how they've been able to stay relevant in the marketplace because in the 1970s there was just armor and hammer. Now there's a, you know, there's aim, there's crest, there's sensodyne, there's all these different toothpastes. So how are they staying relevant and having those kinds of conversations? Why is BB Women's Apparel closing now? You know, why is HH Gray closing now? These are stores that we've seen where we thought that they were thriving because when when we went in them, we saw people, we assumed that they were spending money, but obviously it wasn't enough to pay the expenses, which is causing them to close. So talking about those, those business cycles and what's happening today so that we can learn how to think not like our grandparents thought, which are now, which is really now obsolete, but that we can really become innovators of 2020 and 2025 and start having those critical thinking conversations that help us to stay ahead of change because money has cycles, business has cycles. All of those have patterns and rhythms. And the key is to understand those patterns and those rhythms so that you can participate and really stay ahead of it and always make sure that you're ahead of the curve opposed to behind the curve. And I think, uh, I think that's very good, baby. And I think that what we should do as leaders is we should make it a practice uh, to uh, operate in the law of progression. No one stands at the bottom of the stairs and jumps all the way up to the top with one leap. It takes one step at a time. There's nothing wrong with the law of progression. And the Bible says the kingdom of God is like a man that planted a seed and first the blade come up and then the, the plant and then the, the, you know, the harvest. Let's, let, let's celebrate the blade. You know, let's just get something started, and when something happens, let's believe God and keep, keep it moving as opposed to having these big, grandiose, you know, uh, visions and nothing, nothing gets done. For instance, you know, if you want to uh, start exercising, don't go out and say, I'm going to run the 5,000K. You're not going to do that. You know, let's walk five blocks first. Uh, if, if you're kind of cluttery, you know, at home, you know, it's rather than say, saying I'm going to totally renovate my entire house, I'm going to clean my whole house, let's start with the areas that are unpoliced. Uh, what's it look like in your closet? Let's, let's clean the closet out first. Let's clean out from under the bed. What's living under your bed? What's living in your trunk? Because those unpoliced areas in our life that are cluttery, they tend to spill over to those other areas in our life that are seen. All right. Here, I'm telling you, you all, this could go on and on, but we're not going to do that because I believe clarity 
has been released in the atmosphere, and we can pull and glean on that. Our guest in the event you're just chiming in are the powerhouse couple of Ben Tankard, the noted and uh, listen to this after the broadcast, and so you'll get that clarity. And also uh, his queen, Jewel Tankard. And uh, Jewel, I'd like for you to just touch bases on lemons to lemonade. Ben made reference to that going from playing the piano uh, in demonstration uh, on that job to moving forward and it turned into lemonade. But, Ben, I want you to have that other stab in, you know, if you could think of another that's more current, more recent, from lemons to lemonade. The both of you, you know, just take about uh, 30 seconds to 60 seconds to do that between the two of you, and I'll come right back. So go ahead. Lemons to lemonade. So I would say that, you know, first of all, understand that everything is a process. It's not going to happen overnight. I think my honey said that earlier, that everything is going to take time. So when you go and you set out to become successful, understand that, number one, you're going to have to get your emotions together. And this is really, really, really key for women because so many women are like, oh, I was so excited about my business, but it didn't work like two months later. Like, for real? Like, what did you think? You thought you were just going to start it and everything was going to fall into place? No, it's a process. You're developing a brand. You're developing a product or a service. And so you're going to have to make up in your mind that I'm going to be successful regardless. Yes, I'm a mom. Yes, I'm a wife. But I can also be a businesswoman too. And so sometimes women use their, their children or their husbands as an excuse to fail. But to me, because of my husband and children, I have to become successful because there are things that I want to do that maybe, you know, Ben and I, our, our risk tolerance is different. You know, my honey will spend, you know, a good amount of money on a plane. I enjoy riding in it, but I don't have any desire to invest in airplanes. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, he wanted to do a deal in Florida where beach house, or we're buying a beach house. And he said, honey, do you want a partner? I didn't have anything instinctively, you know, to say I wanted to invest in this deal, but I was like, I'll get in the bed with you, you know, <laughs> at the beach house. So, my point is is that he did those deals. He didn't need my permission to do those deals. He's his own individual, and I trust his gut and his, his instinct. So I think sometimes people are like, we got to make sure we're in agreement. I mean, the fact that y'all are married, you're in agreement. So I want Ben to go out, and I want him to do deals, and I, he doesn't need my permission to do it. He is his own man, and he is clear on whatever God is telling him to do, and I trust him, and I back it. And the same thing with me. I did a big deal downtown Atlanta across the street from – Trump Towers, and I bought a high-rise, um, a condo in this high-rise. You know, Ben didn't want to do that deal, but I had to persevere and do that deal regardless. You know, I didn't need his permission to do it. So I think that, first of all, get your emotions together and don't be so needy where you feel like you can't move five steps <laughs> without getting somebody's permission. Partnerships are important. Relationships are very, very important. But I think you have to trust your own gut, and that gut is going to lead you through the hard times, through the challenging times, through the times when it's exciting because when you go and you become an entrepreneur and you're looking to develop this massive dynasty, it's not going to happen overnight. So just get your big girl panties on and toughen your skin up and realize it's not going to happen overnight and then don't talk to people that don't believe in your dream. Bless them, but you don't need their permission. So, you know, just understand that you're going to have to be a big girl, um, you know, or a man's man to really accomplish your goals, and you can't be whiny and you can't be complaining and you can't be, and I don't like this and I don't like that. You can't be a fifth grader and want to make a billion dollars. You're going to have to really grow up. So that's what I have to say. So, honey, to you. I like to say that uh, no is your friend. No is your friend. Many times people run away from no. The bottom line is when you think about being a millionaire in this country, the first thing you think about is professional athlete, uh, professional recording artist, or some sort of television star. Uh, well, I've been able to participate in all three of those, from the sports to the TV to to the recording. But the average person isn't gifted in those three areas. So the next thing they turn to is, oh, the lottery. So if you don't hit the lottery, if you're not a singer, if you're not an actor, you're not an athlete, how do you become a millionaire in this country? You do it through business. 
Well, I don't have the money to start business. How can I get started? Well, you do it through network marketing. You find there are 100 network marketing opportunities, and all of them have failures, and all of them have successes. You need to find a thing that's easiest for you to get involved in, and you need to do that. That is the quickest way to come, become a millionaire in this country is to find a network marketing company that matches your skill and you go to the top in that company. Then you can circle back to those things that you really like to do that are not feeding you at this time. So I want to encourage you guys. I think the best is yet to come if you will, if you will just get started. Don't be afraid of no. Sometimes it takes 100 no's just to get to one yes. i give you an example. I've had 25 airplanes over the last 20 years. I buy them, fix them up sell them. I've got a broker's license. I work with other uh, aviators. Um, but this last year, I wanted this particular model, and I didn't want to have to buy it. I had heard these testimonies from Kenneth Copeland and, and other people about how somebody gave them an airplane and how they gave an airplane away. And I said, you know, doggone it, I'm a man of God. I could buy this airplane, but I'm just going to believe God that he gives me this skyrocket, this assessment skyrocket that I just wanted to have. So I went online and I found out when they, they have um, uh, websites for airplanes that are for sale. And I hit all those websites and all of those owners that own skyrockets that were for sale, I sent them all an email, a picture and a, an example of my music and my ministry. And, and I said, this is Ben Tankard. I live in Nashville, Tennessee. I'm a minister. I'm a recording artist. I use airplanes to get out and go bless God's people. I see you have this skyrocket for sale. I hope you get a good price for it. But if you're not able to sell it, I know a ministry that you can donate it into and get a tax write-off, and I'm that ministry. I'm your back pocket offer. I cannot tell you how many no's I got. People would email the bank and say, are you out of your mind? My plane is not for, my plane is not forgive." My plane is for sale. I'm not giving it away. I'm selling it. Who do you think you are? I got all kinds of disrespectful responses. But I got one guy that sent me an email back and said, I got your note, and anything is possible. That's all he said, and that's all I needed. I hung on to that note. He said, I got your note, and anything is possible. Three months later, this guy contacts me, and me and Jewel were at the dinner table talking. And he said, hey, Ben, this is Jim. I, you remember me? You know, you sent me a letter a few years, a few months ago looking for, you know, me to donate my airplane. I talked to my wife about it. We're sitting there there thinking about you guys, and we've decided to donate our airplane to you. Do you know, he said, how fast can you come out here to get it? It was in California. I sent my ferry pilot out to, to bring that airplane back. It was back in my hangar in one week, and we've been flying that airplane, and it has been the best airplane that we have had in my history as an aviator all i needed was one yes the hundred no's did not matter the one yes did matter so that's a lemon to lemonade story and i don't know all of you have one in your future and the best is yet to come all right jewel we're going to do this we're going to wrap up and uh, please queen jewel tell everyone what you are currently involved in on the commerce side please do so um, well, if they want to get more information, they can get on JewelTanker.com. I have the Millionaires Club. It's $29 um, a month where I do two webinars a month, and I bring on top experts in the industry and real estate and tax liens and tax strategy, profit and loss statements, how to build cash flow every day. And then I'm teaching people how to trade foreign currency on their phone where they can develop cash flow every single day. We have a millionaire's getaway coming up where we're going to be taking a group of ladies. Uh, we haven't opened up registration yet to New York, and we're going to be looking at the history of Wall Street, looking at the Museum of Finance, where they're going to be putting Harriet Tubman on our $20 bill. We'll have a photo shoot. So there, we've got a lot of things coming up. So if they get on JewelTanker.com, they'll be able to see everything. And Jewel Tanker is all my handlers for social media, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and Facebook. Thank you so much for having us. God bless. Absolutely. You know what, everyone? <laughs> wow. I want everyone to know we will be talking with uh, Ben Tankard and Jewel Tankard. Sideline, Ben, do you have a closing, anything that you need to say? Because we need to let you two go. Please do so right now. I can be reached at uh, bentankard.org 
and uh, we're in you guys' corner, and we really appreciate you, and the best is yet to come. Uh, I want to say this very quickly. Number one, coming up soon, Ben and Jewel Tankard, and uh, they've got to go, but we have two conferences coming up that I'm going to be talking with you all about. One is Entrepreneurs of Color Recognition and uh, Conference, as well as the event, uh, and uh, Dr. Foreman, the name of the event that we're going to be addressing, please do so. Kingdom Billionaire Conference. All right, Kingdom Billionaire Conference. And so these two conferences are significant and impacting to not just the state of Minnesota, but around the globe. And so let's, uh, let's keep that in mind. And so I'll be in touch with you. But we want to thank them. This has been fulfilling, fruitful, without a doubt. And so I want to go directly to our commentators. Uh, please, uh, let's see here. I think I still have... Uh, Michael Lopez on the line, but if not, uh, Dr. Foreman, go ahead. And just before you do that, do we have, uh, is there a comment or a question that any of our callers would like to, uh, you know, just share about this experience this morning? So caller with telephone number ending 5886. You don't even have to identify who you are unless you want to, but, uh, you know, your feedback on this call today, if you'd like to, go ahead. Your mic is open. Uh, good morning. I thought it was very helpful. Um, I heard some things that apply directly to my personal situation. And uh, I thank uh, all of you for, for being on this call and making this possible. I don't have any questions at this time, but I, I appreciate this morning's call. Thank you. Do you want to tell everyone who you are? Yes, I am a singer and songwriter, Ashley DuBose, uh, from NBC's The Voice. I'm also a mother to a seven-year-old daughter named Cameron, and I live in Minneapolis. Thank you so much. She is our own, and she is a queen in her own ranking. Thank you, Ashley DuBose. Ashley, go ahead and be sure and push this, because I'm sure that the information that got released today can be a benefit to so many. All right, we're going to wind up. Thank you, Ashley. All right, caller, uh, just one more uh, with the telephone number ending 9264. If you'd like to say something right now, feel free to do so. Area code 651. All right, we're going to let people stay doing what they're doing because uh, sometimes they're in the workplace, headset on, and so we are so grateful for the outcome of what we've experienced today. And so, Dr. Foreman, uh, and if Lydia's with you, et cetera, please go ahead and take a moment and wrap this up, and uh, we'll go from there. Mike, are you still with us? No, go ahead. Go ahead. ahead. All right. Again, this is Dr. Lois Foreman, and we want to just thank you for being with us today. Today's show, as you know, as you heard, was so powerful. If you missed any of it, you can catch it again on replay, and Apostle Barbara will give you that information. But today, just a plethora. I mean, my thoughts are blessed off beyond belief. So many wealth nuggets. You got the website today to be able to tap into the men and women of God, follow what they're doing, partner with them. Again, it's time to take action. Uh, as uh, as Sister Jewel said, you know, whether it's fifty dollars or a hundred dollars, you can begin to generate an ongoing cash flow for yourself, a revenue stream that actually winds up being passive or residual in nature. And that's what you need to get out of the rat race to get from where you are to a place of financial prosperity and a place of financial freedom. And, again, keep tuned in. The Kingdom Billionaire Cops will be coming up this fall. Uh, I'm waiting for a date from our, our keynote, Bishop Jeffrey Reed, to get back to me, and we will be bringing you the information, the inspiration, and the opportunity to be in action to take you from where you are right now into that millionaire into that billionaire future 
that God has for you. Wow. I'm Lydia Hinojosa. Thank you so much to the Tinkerts for all the wonderful information and, and inspiration. And also for our listeners that either are entrepreneurs or are thinking of uh, starting some kind of a business, yes, there's lots of good things that can happen. Yes, it takes time, time and sometimes we get some setbacks. And people will say that God doesn't give us a cross that we can't carry. But sometimes we look at God and we tell him, I'm not as strong as you think I am. But Mm -hmm. we come out of that better than we were before. We just got to keep going at it. Folks, thank you very much. Apostle. All right. Wanted to no, you're not. I just wanted to make sure that you all had opportunity to do that close and say what you needed to say. So I want to thank our powerful contributing and uh, co-host commentators, Dr. Lois Foreman Jr. and Lydia Inioser and Michael Lopez, and I am Apostle S.B. Barber. But until next broadcast, listen, get ready. How do we say it any better? The summer is on, and we're in it to win it. It will be sizzling, so you don't want to miss any aspect of it. But until then, we've got to go now. Enjoy your week. Have a great one. Like you're looking for a telescope. Like my you're going to be.